Hello, everybody. Today we are doing two-minute gesture drawings of horses. If you would like to grow as an artist and you can't afford an art class, we've got everything you need here at ArtProf, critiques, tutorials, and professional development. Deepti, are you ready to go? Because we are going to just whip through these two-minute poses of horses. I am. And if you would like to draw along with us, the link to the timed drawing video is in the YouTube video description below. And you can just follow along with us while we draw from these timed videos. I haven't done gesture drawings like this in a hot second. So <laughs> I am definitely feeling very, very rusty today. When do you think the last time you really sat down and did some bona fide gesture drawings? Oh man, um, oh, it's definitely in the in the years. It's been a few years. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm feeling the rustiness real real bad right now. But I'm happy to be doing it. They're they're so fun and like kind of um, stress free in a sense, because you're just kind of moving along. Well, I think a lot of people do find these very challenging because we're doing two minute poses and it's like, you don't have time to think in a mm -hmm. two minute pose, right? Yeah, and also, you know, I, I normally don't use markers. So it's an interesting, like for these, my go-to would be probably charcoal maybe. Um, just because I'm used to doing that in school and all of that. So um, using marker is also an interesting challenge right now. <laughs> what material are you using? I'm using Conte crayon. And I like it because it's sort of like charcoal, but it's not quite as powdery and as messy. But I do like the softer look, say, compared to what you're doing with the marker. Mm. Ah, that's it. Next pose. Oh, man. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> and if you're looking for the video, this is the video that we are using. I just posted it about two days ago, so you should be able to find it on our YouTube channel. And also, the link is in the video description below. Oh man, I got to warm up. <laughs> I know, me too. I'm like my I'm like losing my marker and stuff. I'm like moving so slow. Okay. Ay -ay -ay. Well, I'm seeing Deepti. I'm already like so dark. Like I'm trying to stay light and loose and I'm so not warmed up at all. Yeah, same. Also, I'm just not sure, like, again, because I don't really use markers. I'm like, how do I stay light with this? I'm like, I guess maybe thinner strokes would be. Well, one way I think about it is it's hard to learn how to draw lightly. And it is something you have to train yourself to do. You can't just do it overnight. And for me, it's more just pushing the crayon across the page. Like I'm not really holding it as much as I'm just pushing it. Mm. 
I'm realizing I'm having a hard time like moving fast across the page. Like I'm getting too stuck on certain areas of the body, which is rule in my head number one to like avoid doing always. And I'm like, I'm it's hard to move on, you know? Oh man, are we on the other one already? Yes. Oh gosh. I so. <laughs> well, uh, my video is a few seconds behind the video that's on the screen, but yep, we're we're gonna get going. Lord Almighty. Okay. Yeah, my video is a little, little behind. Okay. Oh, jeez, it's time to wake up, DD. <laughs> Maybe I'll stop caring about realisticness and just go into deep D land very soon. <laughs> deep D land. Yeah. I'm gonna just black out and start making everything look like a alien. Well, I don't think that gesture drawings have to look real to be effective. No, definitely not. I agree. I mean, in my opinion, a gesture drawing captures the personality of the subject. And sometimes capturing the personality does not mean a pure physical accurate description. No, definitely not. Oh man. This is stressing me out. <laughs> Although, one thing I do like about quick poses is I sort of give up on trying to make it look good. Sort of a relief. Mm, that's true. I feel myself getting there. I want myself to fully <laughs> get there, but I feel like because I haven't done it in so long, I'm like, oh my gosh, DT. Oh shoot, are we on the next one? Oh gosh. I don't know. Mine still says 23 seconds, but well, we're <laughs> following the screen. Shoot, I gotta speed it up. Okay, I'll speed it up. I'll get to where I'm supposed to be. There we go. Oh, this is a weird pose. What's up with this pose? I know. It's like a blob. This is a, a great example of in character design what not to do when it comes to silhouettes, because this is a not a great. <laughs> Silhouette. Oh, gosh. Well, so this is a good comment from C. Cantrell, who says, personality and movement, even in a static pose. Oh, for sure. I mean, the pose that we're doing right now, horse isn't really doing very much. And in fact, this is like wacko foreshortening. Yeah. I'm like confused as heck right now as I'm looking at this. <laughs> it's like... What's up with the legs? They're like all on top of each other. I know. What on earth? And in case any of you are wondering, all of the photos that you're looking at in these timed drawing videos, they are available on our free reference photo collection on Flickr. And we also have a page on artprof.org, which has links to all of the timed drawing videos categorized by subject and length, if any of you would like to check that out. 
So Lisa is asking Deep D, what makes something a gesture drawing and what isn't? Ooh, big questions. Oh man, um, I think gesture drawing is really about capturing that, like you said, the looseness and the movement of a piece and the personality of a piece. I think gesture drawings have um, are known for their loose quality and their kind of like uh, energetic mark making. Oh shoot. Um, Ah. Lord, I feel like running. I'm running a marathon. Um, did we already do this one? No, I think it just looks similar. Shoot, oh. I gotta catch up. All right, here we go. Okay, oof, 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 oof. Um, I'm gonna play with exaggeration on this one. Let's just see what kind of crazy craziness I can do. I mean, to me, a gesture drawing should be pretty sparse. It, it should not be rich and full of details. It should be the most efficient version of a drawing that you can possibly do. So you're trying to pack in as much visual information with the fewest number of strokes, which is hard, so much harder than when you have a thousand strokes to work with. These joints, they're all over the place. And by the way, everybody, Deepti used to ride horses. Isn't that cool? I did. I was a big old horseback rider. I rode for the majority of my life, actually. I think really? I started when, yeah, you? I think I started when I was around like seven or eight years old and i rode until i was 18. i rode western and i was quite good i used to give lessons too really mm -hmm. yeah i was a teacher my first well, teaching some gig of you, some of you might be wondering where all these horse photos are coming from because one of my kids is taking horseback riding lessons and, you know, I got nothing better to do. So I just sit there and I take photos of the horses. Oh no, my, my thing, my video has an ad. Ah, there we go. Mine has an ad too. This is going to mess up all of our timing. Oh gosh. What if we just skip this one and breathe for a second? Well, actually, Deepti, can you show everybody the markers that you're using today? Because they were provided to us by Marker Universe, and there's information on their website in the video description below. So show them this funky little Yes, so I got pouch. this cool little pouch, and you open it up, and all my markers are in here, and I took a few out, but there's a lot of really cool colors. This one is the fashion design set. So there's a lot of um, colors for like bright clothing, but also skin tones. I really like the variety of skin tone colors they've given us. It's a, it's a nice variety. Um, and yeah, I really like this pouch. I think it's so convenient. Um, we're doing an art prof meetup in New York City on Yay! October 24th. And I think I'll probably bring this with me because it's so convenient and easy to, um, to take. I'm so jealous. I want to hang out with you guys at 
Prospect Park in Brooklyn. You should. You should come. Let us know in the chat if anyone here is able to come hang out with us. It's so fun to like meet all these people. I know. I'm excited. It's our first ever. Deep Deep, are those markers alcohol based? I believe so. I kind of don't know much about markers, but they smell kind of like what I know an alcohol based marker smells like. So I think that they're alcohol based. So I don't know about you, Deep Deep, but my horse just got a fifth leg. <laughs> oh my gosh. You ever do that? You're just like, ah. Here's yeah, you're like, ah, oh, this is not where it's supposed to go. Yeah. This is oh no. Oh happening. no. I, I, oh gosh. Oh, fine, fine. Whatever. I fine. love how we're like not lined up with the video at <laughs> all. Oh, I'm going to have to skip ahead. There we go. Lots of people saying they wish they could come. Not a lot of people saying that they are coming. Well, we would love to do a meetup in in Canada one day when we have the funding to fly us all out there. Revi says, I've been doing gesture drawings on my commute on a boat, Ooh, which is kind of shaky. And I'm definitely not able to be as loose as they are now. Maybe with practice, better control will come in any situation. Probably. It depends on the person and their style of drawing. But Deep Deep, I've drawn in some pretty compromised places, like, especially when I'm traveling. Like I once did this drawing, standing up the whole time at this medicine market in China. That was not comfortable. Oh, yeah, I remember that. But sometimes that lends to the experience. I made a little. It does. Okay, my conclusion, Deep D, is that horses are so weird looking. I cannot figure out their anatomy. They're so difficult to draw. They really are an incredibly different, difficult animal. We picked kind of <laughs> a beast. <laughs> Well, before the stream, I was saying to Deep D, oh, well, I really wanted to do these drawings of the horseback riders, but you know what? I think the horses are plenty for us. My God, I would have been having a full-on heart attack if, <laughs> if there was a human attached to these. <laughs> oh, I keep drawing too dark. So Starving Artist is saying, will the meetup be videoed or streamed? Oh, that's a good idea. I'll have to talk to Lauren and Deep D about that. I mean, for sure, there's going to be a million pictures that we'll be all taking, which is really fun. Yeah. I really hope that we get a good turnout. I think it'll be super fun to finally get to meet you guys. And by the way, if you do come to the meetup, bring your sketchbook, bring some small artwork so we can just see what people are doing. We want it to be really casual and low key. 
You warming up at all? Honestly, I feel like I'm going on a downhill. Really? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean downhill? <laughs> like, I just feel like I'm like, what the heck am I doing now? Well, but progress isn't linear. It's true. It's true. I feel like I'm used to in gesture drawing being able to like blend a little bit. Oh my God, this like this back leg is so far forward. It's weird. I mean, I feel like I'm just making mush. I know, me too. Point. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh my God, it keeps moving so fast. Uh. <laughs> okay, I got the belly in. <laughs> Let's try the next one. Okay. Jane says, you ever decide to add just a little more detail to a picture and feel like you ruined it? That's what I just did. Good thing Inktober has like 18 more days, always another chance to improve. I mean, I think we all have that fear of going just a little too far and then everything's off the rails. That can be stressful. But if you never give yourself the chance to do that, you don't really know what's too much. So it's like you just sort of have to sacrifice a couple pieces to get to that point. Yeah, and you never know. Your gut reaction to it might be like, whoa, that was way too much. But then once you revisit it, you might kind of be surprised with like what that experimenting actually helped you discover. And it's kind of like the only way sometimes that you get those happy mistakes and discoveries. So I say don't stray away from that urge to... Well, that is the nice thing about these quick gesture drawings is I'm only spending two minutes on it. I'm not going to have a fit if something goes wrong. So it's it's pretty low pressure in that sense. Mm -hmm. DP, I just discovered that at the stable where my kid takes lessons, they braid the hair of the horses. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I guess it's to keep the flies out. Oh, I thought it was just to look pretty, but I guess no. <laughs> no, there's actually a reason. Um, I wanna give a huge shout out to RB Dick for this super sticker. Thank you so very much. We greatly appreciate everybody's support. And RB Dick says, I enjoy Art Prof. It's helped me because become a better artist and always learning something new. Yeah, Deep D, we've we've recently been accused of becoming the, the world's greatest art supply enablers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's funny. I mean. Yes, I feel I feel like I get to try a lot of really fun new art supplies thanks to Art Prof, which I love. Well, so those markers you're using now, what is the tip like? Are they stiff or are they floppy? They're pretty um, like squ squishy, like they're kind of like felty. Um, so it's nice for like a good variety of like thicknesses and marks. Well, they're double ended. So one side, um, it's like a... Here, wait, let me see if I can show. It's this finer tip, and that one is kind of like a squishier tip. 
And then the other side is this chiseled tip. Oh. And that has like no no squishiness to it. So it's and and they both give a good variety of marks. So I think that that's um a really nice positive to these markers is there's a good variety in both tips that they give you. Oh, Carolyn's Art Adventure says, this is absolutely fascinating to watch. Makes me think a lot more about what to aim for and try to get out of gesture drawing. Honestly, I think it's really just experience. Like the, the moment that you're in the drawing, I really think the results just don't matter. No, they really don't. I mean, look at where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like scribbling. Okay. But it feels good, doesn't it? Yeah, it feels like you're kind of just at the gym, like working out, you know? Sort of mindlessly working out. Yeah. And we have a question here from Revi. Any other material recommendations for gesture? The markers look really fun. Honestly, my favorite gesture drawing material is Caran d'Ache crayons because they don't get all messy and powdery the way the Conte does. So those are really nice if I want something that's not so powdery and sloppy looking. I like charcoal. Um, I like, I like things that are, have a little bit more grit to them, if that makes sense. Um, but these mm -hmm. markers are really, really fun. They can give you a lot of fun marks and um, are really vibrant too, which I think is fun. I mean, what I like about the markers is like once you put it down, there's no going back. So you really have to like commit to your marks and not hesitate, which yeah. I think in some ways actually makes it easier, oddly enough. Yeah, I was thinking earlier, I was like, because I haven't done gesture drawings in so long, I feel like it would have been really easy for me to be slow at the start, but there was kind mm. of no option for that with these markers because they just got me moving in. I look at these horses and I'm like, how does this function anatomically? Like, how do they have these huge bodies and like super skinny legs? Like, how does that work? Yeah, I don't know. That's true. I mean, they are such strange creatures. There's something very like regal about them. Yeah, they're also um, like prey animals. So like, I remember while riding, they're like, they look so big and majestic, but they're actually really goofy and kind of like scared <laughs> of everything. <laughs> and you really have to be like careful when you're out on the trails with them because they can get spooked. And if you're not like an experienced rider that can um, draw you off of their backs pretty easily. Well, my kid really likes to tell me about the different personalities of each horse. Like there's this one horse named Rennie, who is apparently very smart and intelligent and 
knows what he's doing. And there's this other one called Rosie, who is actually, according to my kid, a big dope. <laughs> it just does not know what's going on. So it's hilarious to me. Like, they're so much, like, so unique in their personalities. So unique, yeah. The place I used to ride at growing up was um, kind of like a place where a lot of horses came to rehabilitate. So that really affected their personalities too, because some were like ex race horses and they oh. were just like totally speedy. Like when you rode them, they just are used to like as soon as someone's on their back to just like go. Um, and then others like have like were like from the circus and um, oh my gosh. Yeah, there were some really interesting facts. And others were just, you know, horses that used to belong to someone and they passed away or something like that. I don't know. You know what I think is the most amazing horse scene in all of movies? Have you ever seen that movie, Lawrence of Arabia? No. There's the scene in Lawrence of Arabia. Just look it up on YouTube. Just look up Lawrence of Arabia horse scene. <laughs> There's this crazy scene where like no exaggeration they must have had 400 horses each with a rider all riding at full speed like and you know the movie was so old that there was no cg involved so they actually got all those riders and horses which i i just cannot conceive of being on a movie set like that wow there must have been so many, like, <laughs> stressed out people on that set. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Like, I just, I imagine being on a film set stressful anyway, but with, like, 400 horses and riders. Like, how did they control that? I have no idea. Lots of handlers, I suppose. Thank you so much, Donna Finch, for the super sticker. We greatly appreciate your support. And Deep D, we have a question from Diana T who says, what's your opinion on the grid method when drawing? Huh, that's an interesting question. I tend to stay away from the grid method. I actually find that it like hinders your art and is like, it focuses a lot more on like the technical aspects of getting it to look perfect. Um, and not really allowing yourself to like experiment and move and be free and, um, you know, make an art piece your own. Um, I think grid methods kind of hinder the artist's voice. Um, wow, this one I just made looks absolutely ridiculous. It's so <laughs> like bizarre. Uh, what do you think about the grid method, Clara? I'm not a fan. First of all, I think it's really slow and it's just not fun. Like for me, it's just boring. Like if you asked me to do a drawing with the grid method, I think I would just get bored so fast that it would make me not want to do it anymore. Because to me, the, the fun part of drawing is the lack of predictability, like not really knowing where things are going to go and getting the chance to surprise yourself. Like you can't really do that with a grid drawing because the expectation is, oh, it's gonna look just like that. And then if that's the case, I'm like, well then just take a photo, it's faster. Mm -hmm. 
We have a question from Atlas who says, do you need an education degree to be an art professor? If you want to teach art at the college level, you have to have a master's degree in studio art. That would be an MFA, which is a master's of fine arts. But if you want to teach, say, high school or, say, elementary school, that's when you get an education degree. An education degree, usually it's like a certificate program. It's, it's not the same thing as getting an MFA. So if anybody here, if you're interested in teaching, make sure you do the research that you get the right degree because I th I've just found there's a lot of misunderstanding about what you need to get to teach a particular age group. Oh, Titi, the colors are throwing me off. What do you mean? Well, because this horse has like little white hooves. Oh, I'm already moving on to the next one. Ah, that one's so behind. Shoot. <laughs> So C. Cantrell says, it seems like the grid method would be good for reproducing such as for a mural. Oh yeah, that, that's the situation where I would say definitely do a grid because if you're making a mural that's 10 feet long, you don't wanna have to do all that from scratch because usually there's like a sketch that you plan in advance. And that to me makes a lot of sense. That's just a matter of efficiency. But if I'm just sitting there drawing like a portrait, I, I just want to draw. And also, I do think deep, deep, long term, if you train yourself to draw from observation, it's faster to draw from observation than from a grid. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too, because you're just, um, you know, intuitively able to interpret these images rather than relying on, like, this grid to give you that um, that aid to interpret what you're seeing. I mean, I've definitely gotten comments from people online and I mean, also in person who say, oh my God, you draw so fast. And I'm like, yeah, because if you really spend time training yourself, you get really good at it. And then you really reap a lot of rewards from that training. It's just, it's hard takes a lot of time and I, I get why people maybe don't want to do it because it is a lot of work and it's not predictable or guaranteed like a grid, but I'm not into the grid. The mural is a great example of like, I think where it can be used. Cause also a lot of times with the mural, um, you're not like doing the final, uh, or your final piece is not where you're like creating your ideas and creating your composition and all of that. Oftentimes it happens on a much smaller scale. Oh gosh, I think I want to do more. Talking will do gesture drawings is proving to be quite hard for me. <laughs> it's pretty challenging. 
We have a question from John Murph who says, can you get a PhD in art? I think it's unfair that artists are stuck with just a master's. Academia treats artists unfairly. I have to tell you, I am so glad there's no PhD in my field. I mean, Deepthi, have you ever hung out with somebody working on their PhD? <laughs> I actually don't think I have. It's very upsetting. <laughs> really? Well, usually it takes several years to write the thesis and then you have to like present it and you get reviewed. It just sounds like horrible. And I'm so glad I don't have to do that. <laughs> so I am for one grateful that that does not exist in my field. I believe there are a few programs, I think in Europe, I've heard about some PhDs in art, but they're not common. Usually it's for people studying art history will get a PhD and that you would need if you want to teach art history at the college level. But yeah, PhDs are not fun. Yeah, my horse only has three legs. <laughs> oh man. I can't get the right number of legs. Decoy Octopus says, the horse's legs are the hardest for me. They are so strange. They are because I don't understand how they're so chunky at the top and then like so thin and almost like frail looking. Yeah, they they are very bizarre. Oh, this is a crazy pose. Isn't it bizarre? Yeah, the tail is weird. Well, so this is from this one time I was at the horseback riding lesson and they were training a new horse. So this horse was just like running around in circles like crazy fast. And usually I don't get to see that because, you know, at a lesson people aren't doing stuff like that. But I was like, oh my God, I'm taking photos. It's so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty horse, that's for sure. It is, but I will say, Deepthi, from a form point of view, I sort of like drawing the lighter horses better. It's easier to see their forms. Like the darker horses, I find yeah. harder to draw for that reason. This one, like, where is its back leg? <laughs> I don't know. Where is it? It's not in there. <laughs> Ripple of Aqua says, but prof, what about the bragging rights of being called doctor? Oh, geez. I don't know if you saw this DP, but there is this whole thing about whether people who were not medical doctors, like had a right to be called doctor. And oh my God, like people were getting so worked up about it. I was like, oh my God, you guys need to chill. <laughs> like, you have a PhD. Like you earned it. Yeah, maybe they they would they need another another name. What could it be? Proctor. Something with a P. 
Rebecca Ravenbird says horses are round on their top half, sharp on the bottom half, and yes, their legs are surprisingly fragile. That's so cool. I just think that they're such strange beasts. I don't know. I feel like they're out of some Greek mythology story. Like they don't feel real to me somehow. Yeah, they they look like they shouldn't function as well as they do. I know. Do you think you'll ever go horseback riding again? I would love to. There's just, I mean, I live in New York. It's kind of, I know that there's a stable in Prospect Park, actually, and I've been dying to figure out how to go riding there. If anyone knows of any, I would love to. It's so therapeutic for me. Well, don't they use horses as therapy in a lot of places? Yeah, they do. Keep making their heads too big. I, I'm not even going there. <laughs> as far as evaluating my proportions right now, like I can't even go there. <laughs> I'm just trying to put something down. I do think I'm getting too dark too fast though. Crispy Paintbrush is asking, is it okay that I'm just using a ballpoint pen? I think in general, you can use whatever you're comfortable with. Um, a ballpoint pen for me feels a little difficult because it's kind of restricted in how many marks I could make and it's really thin. Um, but if you feel like you're able to be loose and gestural using a ballpoint pen, then yeah, definitely. Oh, I've seen people do beautiful gesture drawings with pen. It's not my cup of tea, but I know some people really excel with that. So there's no correct material to use for a gesture drawing. It's like whatever is the best fit for how you happen to draw. Okay, Deep D, what is happening in this sketch? Like what? <laughs> I just I chose the route of extreme exaggeration on mine. I mean, this is just basically a big butt photo. Yes. Right. A butt with like two little ears at the top. <laughs> <laughs> a butt with a little saddle and two ears on the top. Exactly. That's what it's all about. This really makes me want to do a longer drawing because they're such beautiful. Creatures. Yeah, that's what I feel frustrated in is like, I'm like, ah, oh, damn, I really want to like spend some time with one of these drawings and like nail it. Well, so one thing that some of you might want to give a shot is if you go to the page with all of our timed drawing videos, we have a couple of videos that build up the length of the pose incrementally. So the video starts with, let's say, 10 two-minute poses, and then it does four five-minute poses, and then it has two 10-minute poses at the end. And I, I just find that slow build towards longer poses can be really helpful. Ah. <laughs> 
Yours are looking great. Mine are like so traumatizing. Revi is asking any guidelines about how big to draw for gesture drawings. It really depends on the person and the situation. Like sometimes all you have space for is just a little tiny sketchbook. But I know Deepthi, when you were in my class at RISD, we were doing just drawings on like 18 by 24 pads of newsprint. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the bigger it is, the more fun it is because you really just get to like let loose. Yeah, I like bigger better. Like for me, this actually feels a little bit too small, the scale that I'm working at right now. But there definitely is a like convenience factor, I think sometimes with gesture drawing that should be thought about. Rachel says, next time I go riding, I'll definitely take a moment to study those horse legs in action. Their construction is so strange. Oh, that's cool. So we have another person who rides in here. And Ripple of Aqua is asking, what kind of paper are you guys using? Deepties looks so smooth. Clarice has some nice tooth to it. Well, the links to the art supplies are actually in the YouTube video description below. So I am using Strathmore white charcoal paper, which yes, does have a tooth to it. I, I love that texture. What are you using, Deep Dee? I'm just using a cheap sketchbook I found for like $2 at an art supply store. So I don't know what paper it is. It's really just, there's no labels on it or anything. But um, I think part of that smoothness must have to do with the, the marker. Don't you love it when your art supplies are so cheap that they're just like mystery art supplies? Yeah, I think those are the best because then you also just don't feel like you have to make good art with them, you know? Yeah. I mean, I do really like this paper I'm using. It's a little bit on the nice side for me, but it's a small pad. And I have a couple and I'm like, you know, why do I have paper if I never use it? <laughs> oh, what a mess. Like, what is this? <laughs> it's kind of fun, though. I don't know. Are you just stressed out by the length of time? <laughs> Yeah, so I've become numb to it now. I'm just like, oh my god, I can't. Well, don't you think it's kind of good that at some point you just sort of give up on <laughs> worrying about stuff? Yes, I'm adding little embellishments to them. Well, my horse in. has three eyes now, so uh, yeah. I, I'm just so lost right now. I don't know where one leg ends and the other one begins. 
We're going to try this one without even looking at the page, see what happens. Atlas is asking, do AP classes mean a lot to art schools? If you're talking about applying, I don't think it matters on paper. I'm sure it helps to take an AP art class because probably you're getting more advanced material, but technically I think what they really just care about is the portfolio. Cause people ask me stuff like, oh, well, shouldn't I spend time entering art competitions? I'm like, they really don't care about that. They just want to see the portfolio. I mean, the portfolio speaks way more about the artist you are than a piece of paper that says you won a competition. Well, I hope that a lot of you drew along with us because in a few minutes, Deep D and I will be hanging out in the Artcroft Discord. We will be in the post live streams channel and we hope that you will share some of your drawings with us. The link is in the video description below. And a big thank you to our top Patreon supporters. You are all so important to us to keep Artcroft up and running. Everybody, thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next time. Bye.